0: Thanks for listening to the Ear Training Podcast. The two ways you can support the show right now are to follow me on Instagram at samevans.producer. You can see what I'm doing with my life, and I'll share some ear training tips uh, and so forth. And you can also review the podcast wherever you're listening. Uh, That makes a huge difference to how many people find us when they're looking for help with their music theory. So if you think this could help someone else, the best thing you can do is review Or, of course, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Hi, thanks for listening to the Ear Training Podcast. I'm Sam Evans, your ear training coach, and thanks for tuning in. Every single Tuesday, uh, we'll, I'll be here to help you to connect your instrument to your ear in a way that's no no nonsense. Uh, we want you to understand music theory and apply it in your songwriting and in whatever you're doing. But we want you to understand the, the music theory that matters, and <laughs> we don't worry about the music theory that doesn't matter. Uh, so in, in particular, for example, we won't be talking anything about German sixth chords, which is something I learned about in my uh, college degree, but we'll be learning plenty about major and minor seventh chords because that is something that will be relevant everywhere you go in music. I don't care if you're playing the most simple music on the planet, uh, the most simple pop songs that everyone says are, you know, too simplistic or whatever. Use these chords. Seven chords are everywhere. So, um, I just want to talk. Briefly about what they are. So there are two different angles we can go at this. I'm going to start with angle number one. Angle number one is scales. So let's say you have a major scale. Do Re Mi Fa Sol La Ti Do. Another way to think of that is one two three four five six seven one or eight at the top, right? Um, Now, we take a major scale, and we just play 1, 3, 5, 7, and we get a major 7 chord, right? Now, we call it 7 because 1, 3, 5 is our standard triad. It's just like our basic chord is 1, 3, 5. And it doesn't matter if it's minor or major or diminished or augmented. They're all 1, 3, 5 just, you know, with alterations. And we'll talk about the alterations in just a second. The 7 is what defines it, right? So... Which is why we call this the major 7 chord, because we took a major scale and used one, three, five, seven. Now there's another one, uh, and that's just minor. Let's say we take a minor scale. We go do, re, me, fa, sol, le, te, do. Again, that's do, re, me, fa, sol, le, te, do. So me, le, to, well, me, le te, instead of mi, la, ti. Or we can think of it in numbers, and that is 1, 2, flat 3, 4, 5, flat 6, flat 7, 1. The flat 3, flat 6, and flat 7 are what make a scale minor versus major. So if we take this, 1, 3, 5, 7, but our 3 is flat, and our 7 is flat, because we're in minor, then we have the minor 7 chord. So again, 1, 3, 5, 7 in major is a major seven chord and one three five seven in minor is a minor seven chord who knew right now uh here's the thing is looking at it from scales is useful particularly if you know all your scales and you should by the way uh you really need to start working on your scales if you haven't already it's it it that is the number one thing that people don't learn how to do and it is the number one roadblock to most songwriters in understanding music theory. Is they don't know their scales. They couldn't play an F-sharp major scale right off the top of their head. They have to look at it and think about it. If they are on a keyboard, you're like, ah, oh, oh, darn it. Uh, mm, uh, you know. And uh, it just takes practice. You have to learn your major scales. But that's a side note. The... The seven chords are really useful. Looking at it from the angle of a major scale, until or major major or minor scale, until you get to a seven chord, that doesn't follow either rule that well, right? And this is just what we call the normal seven chord, or sometimes we call it the dominant seven chord. That's when we have a one, three, five, as if we're in major, but a seven, as if we're in minor. Sometimes we call this a flat seven, or a dominant seven, or just a seven chord. This right here. Is a c7 chord and you can hear the crunch in there right and we could put it anywhere there's just a little bit of a crunch that's because the three in the flat seven or me and te, there's a tritone in between them we've talked about tritones in the past there this chord is the reason tritones are important is because this chord right here is the basis of the resolutions in our, our modern era of thinking. Obviously, there's much more complicated than that. And we don't... You don't really hear pop songs necessarily doing... Oh, man. Every time. But you do hear five the 5-1 five motion all the time. And that's all this is. 5-1... Meaning you have a 7 chord based on the 5. And then a major chord based on the 1. Or you could do it in minor. A 7 chord based on the 5. And... One. So the scale approach doesn't work very well because this one three five flat seven doesn't work very well on the Do Mi So Te. There's, you know, you can talk about modes or other things, but it's just not uh, strictly major or minor anymore. Um, which is why I like to think of it in terms of numbers. We talked about one three five seven being a major seven. And 1, flat 3, 5, flat 7, being minor 7. Now, those aren't the only two combinations of 3s and 7s. And you know that, right? One option is we have a major 3 and a flat 7, which is what we already talked about, is the normal 7 chord. Or we could reverse it, and this is kind of an ugly one, is a flat 3 and a major 7. If you think this is never used, you'd be mostly right. But you can use it. <laughs> you can do something like this. just really basically all that is is just a really tense, tense looking chord. And then, wow, that was almost pretty. That's a major seven chord. Which, by the way, brings me to the next point we need to make on the Ear Training Podcast about the three basic seven chords, major seven, minor seven, and dominant seven the major seven chord I, I used to think of it as ugly and now I don't know why because I just hear it and I, I just think it's beautiful or if you don't think it's beautiful then it makes you think of jazz like cool jazz that you hear on the elevator you know uh, <laughs> which by the way I hate that it, people just hear any kind of jazz and say it's elevator music but that's, an, that's a rant for a different day um, this is just kind of pretty here's a major seven chord and pretty. The minor 7 chord is kind of a funny one because it's not very distinct from the minor chord. Like, you hear a major chord then add a major 7. It changes the nature. You hear a minor chord that a seven you're just like oh yeah that fits like it does add a little bit of kind of texture to it but basically it to me it just sounds like we've taken a minor chord and just added some texture one flat three five flat seven. I got distracted what you were hearing there <laughs> was the dominant seven chord or the normal seven uh, no one says normal seven by the way but it's just whenever you hear someone say g7 uh there's a 95 percent chance they're referring to the dominant seven chord which is a major three and a flat seven Sorry for slamming those on you. So the dominant 7 chord this is where you take a major triad and add a flat 7 on top of it. And that changes the nature of it quite a bit, right? Major 7, major triad, and add a flat 7. You're like, whoa, what's going on? This feels stable. But this feels unstable. There's something naturally unstable about a dominant 7 chord. It wants to resolve. It can resolve in two directions. You can either take the tritone and tritone move it in or you can take the tritone and move it out. Um, But of course, that's that's kind of a longer discussion for another entire episode. But let's, uh, when we come back from the break, let's hear whether you can recognize the difference between a major seven, minor seven, and a dominant seven. Again, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at samevans.producer and to review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much. Theme song for the year turning podcast. For those of you that have been listening long enough, this has kind of become the theme for the podcast accidentally. But every time I've sort of been shaking it up, it's been kind of a fun thing. Uh, Here's a minor version. So the walking bass line and the bass could be do di, li, so. I can't sing that low, but you know that do. So there's the one chord, flat seven major, flat six major, five sus, resolve to the five seven. Okay, so as promised, here is the practice for trying to tell between the three different seven chords. This practice is going to be a little bit different. It'll be faster paced. What I'm going to do is play the same inversion. So, for example, this, this, and this. Or this, this, and this. Or something like that. I I mean, I'll play it a little slower than that. I'll play three different seven chords one will be the major seven one will be the minor seven and one will be the dominant i will do it twice in a row and then give you the answer we'll move on to the next one here you go here's the first one so again which one's dominant which one's minor which one's major So that one was in the order that I actually just barely said. Dominant, then minor, then major. Here's another one. With a different inversion, we'll do the same, uh, same kind of thing. I realize it sounds like it wants to move in a different direction, but... Well, I'm just going to stick to this pattern of playing the three chords in a different order. And you tell me which one it is. That one is major, dominant, minor. Major, dominant, minor. Here's the next one. So that one is dominant, major, minor. Remember the the whole idea is that dominant kind of has this like tension in it. Major sounds a little more settled and minor sounds soft and cushy, like there's literally nothing dissonant in a minor chord. But the major is just like cushy but with a little bit of a pin needle in it. And the dominant of course is loud. Even if you're playing it soft, it just has this loud presence. Okay, so here's the next one. Sorry, I just had to make sure I get that one right. Here it is. Uh, I'll play it two more times. So that one is minor, major, dominant. So again, the minor is nice and koshy. The major sounds settled, but with a little bit of a pin in it. And dominant is the most obnoxious sounding one. It sounds tense. Okay, here's another one. So that one is dominant, minor, major. Okay, here's another one. That one is minor, major. Okay, and here's one last one. That one is major, dominant, minor. Okay, and now here are three of them in context of a song as I play you out. You have a great one. Enjoy your week. And thanks for listening to the Ear Training Podcast. Minor seven, dominant seven, major seven. And that's with a two, five, one chord progression. Very common in jazz. so pretty but I'm not really getting it here let me try one more time Okay, let's be real. You just listened to the entire episode of the Ear Turning Podcast, uh, which means you're in the top, like, 0.5%. I actually don't know if that's true. I actually think more, most people listen to the whole episode. It's probably because my episodes are short. You guys are welcome. Uh, but seriously, uh, if you, thank you for listening to the entire show. Uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at samevans.producer. Uh, If you message me on Instagram, you can ask me any questions you'd like or tell me what improvements you think I I should make to the show. Uh, You'll also be able to see what other projects I'm working on on there. And um, I'll occasionally post some things that will be helpful to you, to this audience. So uh, thanks for listening. Remember to review and follow.